That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. This jam's called Going Late. Big thanks to humans. Be sure to check them out at Humans Music, Spotify, iTunes, all those good spots. Got to turn this up in my headphones a little bit here. Got to bob the head a little bit. It's a good video to this song too. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy Podcast, and we help people stay sober. Uh, it's always good to be back on the microphone again this week. Been a crazy week, working 12-hour shifts, all kinds of stuff, crazy stuff going on in the state of California, the good old golden state of weirdness out here. Uh, today's message is titled, This is Not an Overnight Matter. It took many years for us to jack our lives up and uh, fixing all the dumb things we did uh, or fixing all the things we didn't do. Uh, it's not going to just happen overnight. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some time, some patience. I love uh, one of my favorite sayings, just show up. Just show up. We're going to dive into all that today uh, and more. But first, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can connect with us on Instagram, at RealThatSoberGuy, and on Twitter, at Shane Raymer. I've stayed pretty uh, pretty pretty much off Instagram for the most part as of lately been hopping on there here and there a little bit. Uh, but I got to say being able to manage that a little bit better and disconnecting myself from it for a little over a month at first, and then kind of slowly, you know, hitting it here and there. Um, definitely don't miss it. Uh, I do like connecting with people on there. You know, we get a lot of good messages and people sharing a little bit of their stories and stuff. So I like to try to stay connected like that. Uh, but for the most part, man, um, it's just been nice to not feel like I have to check that thing all the time. So just a little follow up on that. Uh, I'm jumping on there here and there. Uh, so if you still want to connect with us on there, please do so. Send a message over. Uh, usually get to it within the week or so. Uh, but really trying to set guidelines on what that looks like. Uh, I'm not on there scrolling aimlessly. Uh, and it's, there's definitely a good sense of freedom there. So I just wanted to kind of follow up on that a few episodes back, uh, going to a flip phone, that whole transition. And uh, it's been a crazy experience. Good little experiment on there. And it really does make you see how much aimlessly uh, we can wander and waste time. Uh, and not just on social media, but Amazon was another one. Get on there and start looking for camping stoves in the middle of uh, winter or whatever, or, the, or, or, or something that makes no sense in the middle of summertime. Just something that makes no sense, period. Why am I looking uh, for, I don't even know. I can't even think of anything that's so random right now that would make sense, so I'm just going to stop. But you know what I'm talking about. You'll find yourself on there and just go, why? Why am I, what am I doing right now? I just wasted an hour and 37 minutes on my butt just 
wasting time on this thing, scrolling, and my thumb hurts. So it's good. It's good to take a little break, what I'm getting at. <sighs> it's good to take a breath, too. <laughs> I can get going on this damn thing, man. It's a weird day. It's a weird week. I can't even remember what day it is anymore. Um, I woke up, was it yesterday? I mean, what? I completely lost what day. I missed my meeting with, I, I meet with Buddy on Thursdays. I missed the meeting this week. I totally spaced it. Like I said, I've been working like these 12 hour crazy shifts and uh, I can really get wrapped up, wrapped up into the work that I'm doing, whether it's corporate work that I'm working on right now, whether it's sober guy stuff, recovery stuff, um, whatever it is that's considered work at that time, I really can get just encased in it. And I'll literally lose my mind, forget what day. I'll tell you how much I've lost my mind. You can go on Instagram. I actually did make one post earlier this week, believe it or not, because I started listening to Christmas music. It's not even November yet. And I'm on Christmas music. And let me just explain really fast. And then we're going to get to talking about Foundations Recovery Network here real quick. But I get to listening to it, to the Christmas music, because it just puts me in a place of ease a little bit. I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or bad thing or a, a crazy thing that it's not even November yet and I want to already jump the gun and go, but there's something about it that just helps me relax a little bit. That Christmas spirit, the season, um, you know, j just gives me a good feeling where I can kind of kick back a little bit and and know that everything's going to be okay. Maybe that's, you know, I'm just kind of speaking this out loud right now. This wasn't on the show notes today, uh, but maybe that's a sign for me that there's, there's something specific about Christmas music. I don't know if it's a thing of the past. It allows me to, to disconnect a little bit from reality, getting so encased in this time of wildfires in California and, and, um, and all kinds of weird stuff. It's a weird time right now. It's, the, it's fall. It's kind of eerie. That Halloween spirits in the air, which I, I enjoy Halloween. I like a good costume and a good Kit Kat trick or treat. Let me get a box of nerds, nerd shot. Anyone know what a nerd shot is? You got to take the whole box of nerds and you shoot it. It's so good. It's a sugar rush. Yum. But it's weird. Did you just say yum, Raymer? Raymer just said yum. I apologize. Don't say stupid words. Last week was kooky. Who says kooky? <laughs> Apparently I do. Anyways, moving right along. Have you heard of Foundations Recovery Network? I'm sure you have if you listen to the show because they're a uh, sponsor of the show. And we appreciate them. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about them if you haven't. Finding the right treatment for addiction and mental health illness, it can be tough. Uh, there's all kinds of places to choose from. How do you know who you can trust, what they do? Are they reputable? Do they have a good team? Do they really care about their people? And I can tell you Foundations Recovery Network absolutely does. We've continued to partner with them. Uh, since 2016, they stay true to their mission. High ethical standards, always a huge, huge must when dealing with treatment. You want to have reputable people. They have a nationwide network of residential and outpatient programs, and uh, they built the industry's leading research and outcomes program. Here's how you can learn more. Go to foundationshelp.com slash soberguy. That's foundationshelp.com slash soberguy. Or you can call 833-81-SOBER. That's 833-81-SOBER. You can talk with the admissions coordinator. You can ask some questions. You can get some information about you or your loved one's treatment options. One more time, foundationshelp.com slash soberguy or call 833-81-SOBER. 
Really quick, did you know we have a course called How to Navigate the First 90 Days of Sobriety? Myself, some doctors, a few homies of mine that are in recovery got together to answer some of the questions that we were getting on a regular basis. How do I, what do I do in the first 30 days, the first 60 days, the first 90 days? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? What are you seeing out there? We put it all in a course. It's digital. It's 25 bucks with the promo code half off. Go to thatsoberguy.com. Click on courses. It's not meant to replace a recovery program. Always want to be open about that. It's meant to complement one. So it's not a magic potion. It's something additional that I would say has worked for, for me in going and looking at some of the content and going back over some of the podcasts to help keep people, including myself, stay sober one more time, go to thatsoberguy.com, click on courses, use the promo code half off. All right. We don't have any reviews this week. I'm not going to do any emails this week. Uh, we're going to jump right into today's content. This is not an overnight matter. Where does this come from? You might ask. It comes from page 84 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I keep it open to page 84 on my workbench because I have to walk by my workbench. It's out in the garage at least 10 times a day between getting stuff, taking the garbage out, going out back and forth inside, out in the backyard. I'm always in and out of the door, it seems like. And I have to pass by this book that's open right there to page 84 every day. What does page 84 say? Let me grab it here. Let's move this out of the way there. Let's read it through one time, just the part that I'm talking about that we're going to talk about today, and then we're going to kind of break it up real quick. So I started with right here. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for our lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately, and then we make amends if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely Turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. Got it highlighted. I see it often. Do I read it often? No, because I'm in a hurry. I'm in a big hurry some days. I got to go. Man, we got to do this. We got to do all this. Got to go. Nope, I got to get. Nope, 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 no. Hey, hey, better stop. Better stop. Oh, oh, wait, we got to eat. Oh, I got to feed you. Okay, we got to get some food. Got to get you to school. Oh, wait, I got I to go check my email. Got to jump into work. Man, it's crazy, right? You feel me? Listen to that. Like that. Some days is enough. Just hearing myself say it drives me insane. That's what we do some days. We get in a huge ball of just stuff that just can drive us insane. It's life. It's called life. I could hear, I just heard Jess's, you know, me complaining one day or something. Jess going, it's called life, Shane. <laughs> it's not really how my lady talks, but I love you, babe, if you hear this. But sometimes she got to give me a little attitude, keep my ass in line, right? It's called life. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm trying. We're all trying. We're all trying to deal with it the best we can. And I was just telling a homie of mine today, like, I can't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. Most people can't. But this is helping me out today. I just want to say that too real quick, and then we're, we'll jump into a little bit more of, 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 uh, of what we got going on. Just So I, I guess why I'm saying this is I, I took some notes today, kind of going through page 84, thinking about what's been going on in my own life the last week or so, last you know couple weeks. I'm not saying this stuff 
as telling somebody what to do. Always want to be upfront about that. I just want to thank you for listening to the show, having a, a, a um, some sort of interaction through whether it's email or messaging, whatever it is, man. This is a this is such a great outlet for me, and I hope it serves you guys out there too, listening as something that you can listen to to help you guys along. I'm just saying thank you because being able to write this stuff out today and share it with you guys, it helps me so much just to stay on point and realize some of the crap that I can feed myself throughout the week. So hopefully we both learned something today from each other, even though we're not sitting directly in front of one another. Okay, here's what I'm getting at. Here's what I'm getting into. I said this in the intro. It took many years for us to jack our lives up, right? It took a long time. How long did it take for you to jack your life up? Just think about that. How long did you struggle? Maybe you're still struggling out there. How long has it been that you've just been doing? It feels like Groundhog Day. We're doing the same thing over and over, saying I'm not going to do it again. Man, here I am again. You know, it took me 17 years to start to kind of like have a, somewhat of a, a an awakening there and go, wow, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, I said that many times, but actually take the action to not do it anymore. I thought it would just fix itself someday. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think a lot of us think that too. I've heard other people say that. We just magically think that one day we're going to wake up and, oh man, I'm going to win the lottery. I'm going to get the great job. I'm going to have the great relationship. Everything's going to be fine and dandy. I'll quit drinking when that comes around. I'll stop doing this when that comes around. I'll quit lying when that comes around. Whatever it is, it's going to magically fix itself someday. And what I figured out, that wasn't the case. Wait a minute, I got to fix this myself? Like, and, and wait, not only do I have to do it all myself, and, and when I say myself, I don't mean actually doing it on myself because I say that often. I can't do it alone, and no, we can't. But what I mean by that is I have to change my attitude and my mentality myself. Nobody can change that for me. I need to take responsibility, stop playing the victim, step up and say, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to allow myself to surrender to it, to God, to whatever it is. I'm going to give up control. That's what I'm saying. The mentality aspect is saying I'm going to do this myself. It takes me to, to, to at least come to that realization, that awakening in order to, go, to start down that path of fixing the dumb things that I did for all those years and the dumb things that I still continue to say, do, and think. First thought wrong. I love that. It comes from Mark Lundholm. One of the best things I've ever heard. Heard it early in treatment. I think about it often. First thought wrong. Usually second thought wrong. Usually third thought wrong. I might have to wait a second. I'm snapping why I do this. I don't know why. Just felt right. But I have to think about that. Like my mind usually doesn't make the best decision the first time. At the same time, I'm learning more about myself to go with my gut, understand that sometimes in those moments, I can't act on these things, but I have to be careful when I do that. I have to be conscious in the moment, which is a little bit what we're going to get into a little bit more today. But fixing all those dumb things, it's not going to happen overnight. It took me 17 years to mess it up. It's not going to fix itself overnight. It's not going to happen that fast. Um, it's going to take some work. It's going to take some time. It's going to take patience. Man, patience is so hard. That's why, that's why I got high for so long. It was an immediate solution. It was an immediate solution or, 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 or drunk. Like that happens pretty quick. It was a solution to the pain, to the anger, to the joy, whatever it is I was feeling at the time, the anxiety, the fear. It was a solution in that moment. And patience, patience isn't an immediate solution. It's not that immediate gratification. 
putting in work in something, investing in something like sobriety or, um, or, or just living a better life in general, you know, uh, pursuing something. Is it entrepreneurship? Is it a business, a, rela- what a relationship, whatever it is, your marriage, your, your, um, your, your job as a parent, a mother, a father, it takes time an investment of time. It takes work and it takes patience and it's not easy to do that stuff. Trust me, I ain't telling you anything that I'm not going through myself is what I'm trying to say. And I always, I just always want to be, I know I probably, you guys probably get tired of me saying that, like trying to like cover my ass. It's not I'm that I'm trying to cover my ass. I just don't ever want to sound like I'm, like I have it all figured out. I don't. I'm just as jacked up as anyone out there listening right now. And that's why we're all in this shit together. <laughs> I love it. But just show up. That's what I want to get to. And then we're going to get into the first point. I got a couple of points. We'll, we'll get through this thing quick today and we'll have a good little message, good little chat, and we'll wrap this thing up and go on our way for the weekend or the rest of the week whenever you listen to this. But just show up. Let God do the rest. If there's one piece of advice to try to live by, it's just that. Just show up. Like amazing things can and will happen when we show up, when we don't start overthinking stuff, playing the what ifs and playing the, this could happen. And why should I do that? I don't really feel like going, no, I'm not going to go to that tonight. God will use us in ways we never thought imaginable. Trust me. I've experienced it myself. Like just showing up, maybe it's just to have a conversation with someone that you didn't expect to have a conversation that night. And whether you're getting the help you need or you're serving in the in and giving the help that somebody else needs, that's the kind of stuff that happens when we just show up. So don't let that voice in your head, that enemy voice, whatever you want to refer to it as, the committee, whatever it is, talk you out of doing what you know in your gut, in your heart, in your soul, in your mind, in Whatever it is you feel is the right thing to do. Don't let yourself get talked out of it. Just show up. I think I did a podcast titled that. I don't remember what episode it was. I'm sure you could search it and find it. It was called Just Show Up. And I elaborated, I think, a little bit more on that. But it's one of my favorite things. And I, I, man, I can't say it enough. When I live by that, amazing things happen. So continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Um, How many of us have experienced any of that? Probably all of us, right? If I took a show of hands right now, I'm sure everybody's hand would probably go up, whether you're sitting at home, whether you're at the gym, whether you're driving, whatever you're doing right now, your hand would probably go up. Man, I've experienced selfishness. That's a hard one to admit to, right? Dishonesty, resentment, fear. We've all experienced some of that at one point in our lives. How do we deal with that kind of stuff? You know, fear. Most of my problems always start with fear. And Buddy and I have had some great conversations about this as well. Where I'll go to him sometimes. Hey, you know, what What about this? Well, he'll say, it starts with fear. Yeah, you know what? And then I got to think about it for a minute. Yeah, I guess you're right. At the root of it, you know, or the face of it is this, 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 and this, or this and this, or this and that. But man, when I really think about it, underlining all that, it's hard to dig down deep and get to that. I'm just fearful. I'm scared that I'm going to not have enough money. I'm scared that I'm going to die early. I'm scared I'm going to get hurt. I'm scared that I'm not going to be able to show up and follow through with the commitment that I made, whatever it is. Right now, I'm going through some stuff where I'm, I'm a bit fearful about my future. What's going to happen? 
You know, I have a family to take care of. I play the what if game. What if this happens? What if that happens? You know, we I've referred to it many times and I first heard it from Seth, future tripping. Future tripping. They talk about that a lot in the rooms too. I've heard it. But why do we future trip on stuff? I can't control what's going to happen tomorrow. I love this verse, Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Wasn't well, that true? Why do I worry then about tomorrow if I got enough things to worry about today? And the problem for me is how do you how do you balance not worrying about tomorrow but still having a plan, still having goals, still having things that you know that that uh that you need to plan for. That's life, right? We can't go I I actually I did. I went by living by the seat of my pants for so long, you know, and not having a plan. So to hear to hear those words is don't worry about tomorrow. It's kind of it was it is, it was and it still is hard for me to grasp the full concept of that, but I I think I am doing a much better job of it today. You know, it's okay to have goals and and a plan but not to let that consume me at the same time. Because today in this moment is all I have. There might not be a tomorrow. I have to watch out for all this. I have to be conscious of this. I have to think about this. And it's it's extremely hard to do when you're caught up in the moment of something. And that's why we always talk about on here, it's so important to, uh, to get those things out, to talk to people, to have a mentor, a friend, a sponsor, a group, you know, to, because sometimes, sometimes we can't grasp the full concept of something until we actually verbalize it or write it out or tell somebody about it. It doesn't become real. It's like this figment of our imagination inside of our minds, even though we're going through it or it's something that happened to us or that, that we did to somebody else or whatever the, the situation is, whatever the, um, the moment is until we can get it out there it's it's very hard sometimes to uh, to actually recognize it and deal with it that's why i just get drunk instead right uh, whatever i'll just get high and i don't got to deal with it that's not the answer neither are these dogs barking in the background right now there they go i think it's a certain time of day i'm on a weird shift right now too so i'm recording this in the morning time just in case anybody cares because my shift is 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. So 12 in the afternoon to 12 in the morning. And it's I'm recording this actually right before I start my shift. So that's why we're a little bit late on getting it out uh, today on this Friday. Um, but where was I going with that? And why did I tell you that anyways? I have no clue. That just goes to show you how random of thought. That's why Jess, Jess gets so upset with me sometimes because I cannot like focus. So she'll be telling me something and I'll completely just space out and start talking about some, something else randomly. She'll go, really, really, really Shane. <laughs> That's twice I've done her voice. huh? But you know what? If I didn't have her though, to smack me around a little bit and, and I'm not saying literally she doesn't smack me around, but just to keep my, keep me in line, I'd probably be in the gutter somewhere. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jess. But don't let, okay, let's jump back into this now. Don't let fear rob you of the moment you're supposed to be living in now. Don't future trip. Don't let fear rob you of the blessing that God has coming to you, whatever that is. It doesn't mean that it has to be something physical. I'm not saying you're, you know, you're guaranteed that your life is going to be perfect and perfection. And that's not what I'm saying, but there's something more when we're able to live in the moment, when we're able to be in the moment, 
when we're able to accept that things are just the way they're supposed to be right now in this moment. And that's something I'm, I'm actively working through this week. Like I said, for the 18th time, probably it's been a weird week. I've been playing the what if game a lot. Why this, why that, what if that happens? I can't live like that. It's too, it's, it's exhausting. And I'll tell you what, moving forward, I'll tell you what, <laughs> but, but for real, moving forward today, after getting this crap out, since it's just been on my mind and I've been too stubborn to call anybody about it and that we're going to get into that part of it in just a minute. And since I missed my meeting this week, um, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Bob. I don't even know where I'm going with this. Let's talk about our new sponsor. I, I And I really am. And I have this in the show notes. I'm excited to tell you, but I really am excited to tell you. I've been just, I've been drinking these things all week. The cleans, clean cause. Take a drink right now. Mmm. <sighs> Are you guys getting tired of me doing that yet? I'm kind of getting tired of doing it myself, but clean cause. It's really good. Really, 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 really damn good. It's an organic sparkling yerba mate energy drink, rich energy drink, rich in minerals, amino acids. It's got naturally occurring caffeine. Me and the Jess have been on them, drinking them for the last couple of weeks since we partnered with clean cause uh, because they were nice enough to send us some of them. Uh, and they're really good. There's 30 calories per serving. There's four flavors, peach, raspberry, lemon, lime, and blackberry. They taste freaking great. You get a crash-free energy boost. Um, and here's the best part. 50% of all clean cause energy drinks, all the profits support 50% of all the profits support recovery from alcohol and drug addiction. Uh, we have the creator Wes actually real quick. Coming on, I believe we're recording that this next week or this upcoming week. So that should be out soon too. So you can hear his story on how he went from, he had a cupcake business of all things and, uh, and, and went down the wrong road of addiction, uh, ended up in and out of rehab a bunch of times and eventually got clean and started clean costs. So I'm going to let him tell that story when that, when that comes up here, uh, here shortly. Uh, but uh, him and the clean team are on a mission to help others and give back with clean kickstarts. They're 30 day sober living scholarships and they help support people fresh out of rehab to find a job, establish a recovery support system, get back on the track. Uh, to date, they've granted over $400,000 in sober living scholarships. And here's how you can get your own clean cause. Uh, energy drinks. You can go to cleancause.com and you can save 20% on your first order by using the promo code SOBERGUY. Uh, that's 20% off your first order. Go to cleancause.com, enter the promo code SOBERGUY and uh, get yourself some drinks. They're pretty dang good. All right. So when these crop up referring to resentment, dishonesty, uh, where are we at here? Fear, selfishness, this was the next part on page 84 of the big book. When these crop up, we ask God to remove them. We ask God to remove them at once to remove them, like immediately, as fast as you can. We make a conscious effort to ask God to remove all selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And that doesn't mean it's like magic, like poof, they're gone. Cool. I just asked them, bump, they're gone. I wish it was that easy. Maybe for some people out there it is i don't know anyone but that's not the way it works for me or it has worked for me but what it does do is it enables me to verbalize it once again i verbalize the fact that you know i'm asking for forgiveness i'm asking for help 
I'm surrendering, you know, by asking God, please remove this stuff by telling somebody about it. And I got to be honest about this. If we're talking about telling somebody, whether it's God, a friend, a sponsor, my, my lady, sometimes, you know, we have good chats too. Um, sometimes I'm just not very good at this part. I, I really do still struggle until this day with picking up the phone and calling my sponsor or calling one of my homies um, or, or sometimes just praying to God. Like, you know, I'm just not, I'm, I'm very stubborn. Like I got this man. And I talk about that a lot, you know, about how we need to be better at that. And by saying we, I mean myself included, like I'm not that good at that sometimes. Uh, and that's why I keep showing up and keep doing groups and keep trying to do the best I can. I'm going through it right now. Like I have a problem and this is kind of, so there's, there's more to this, I guess, than this example. Okay, but this was kind of one of the examples. It's a it's a stupid example. I'm embarrassed to even admit it, to be honest with you, but it's something that bugs me. It bugs me as a dude. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a respect thing. I take it all personal and get all butthurt about it. And um, it's just, it's part of it. You know what I mean? But there's, there's other things like this that I'm sure you can relate to that maybe you that might bug you that's might seem stupid but at the same time it still bothers you and you don't know how you can get over it so i just want to kind of preface that before i start to get into it a little but i have a problem with people not doing things the way that i think they should be done right and let me give you the example and what that example is like the the one that came to mind for me first was like the car not being cleaned out right i clean it it gets destroyed i clean the car it gets destroyed just cleans the car it gets destroyed. Now I'm a picker upper. Like I pick up as I go. Uh, it's one of the things like it or not growing up. It was very anal around my household. You didn't have crumbs on the counters. Everything was clean and as annoying as shit as it was sometimes as a kid, it did teach me to be a pretty clean person. It also enabled me to pick up some obsessive compulsiveness, I think, with things being out of order where it gives me anxiety if they're not in the right place. So it's almost like a, um, a blessing and a curse at the same time, I guess. And even just hearing myself say that, I'm like, yeah, that's freaking true. Right. But it drives me crazy. Like if shit's not in its, in its place, it, it just, it, it, it gives, it literally gives me anxiety. It's not me trying to be an ass, but like, then what happens is I come out and I start to be an ass because of it. Right. Like you should see this, the seats of the fusion, like in the car, you know, speaking of the car, not being cleaned out afterwards. Right. I got two kids though. That's the other thing. I have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old, although I'm trying to teach them to, to, you know, be responsible, clean up after yourself. Like, you know, don't, don't be disgusting and just, I don't want, you know, we don't want to be like that in my opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, but at the same time, they're five and nine, they're kids, you know, and that's what kids do. And that's been really hard for me to kind of understand. But at the same time, you should see the, the, the seats in the car. They were once 10. It looks like someone dumped motor oil all over the back seat, along with like crushed goldfish and fruit snacks and a couple pencil shavings, like scattered about the papers. And like, it's that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, I get it. But like, can you just like take it out with you after you bring it and you just leave it there? Like I, I picked up Seth one day um, and where are we going? I can't remember where we were going, but uh, he gets in the car with his coffee and I think we we're going backpacking actually. And he's like, you, he had some food or whatever. And I said, no, no, it's cool, bro. Just spill it all over. It's fine. 
Like, yeah, no, no worries, bro. Don't even pick it up. Just leave. <laughs> Everyone else does. <laughs> he was kind of laughing or whatever, but it, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy, but it bothers me along with other stupid things like this. And sometimes like I need to understand that it's, it's a me problem. I need to take responsibility in that. And that's part of this thing where we stand up and we go, yeah, you know, maybe this isn't the way that I would do things. It's not, but maybe, you know, number one, they're kids. Number two, maybe we're in a hurry. You know, we're constantly on the go here, there, everywhere. Things are busy. Like I need to not only give my, um, myself some, some grace on this and, and relax a little bit, but I also need to learn to give my kids grace, to give my lady grace on, on some stupid, like the car thing. Right. But I think from a man's point of view, I think from a man's point of view, <laughs> from a dude's point of view, okay, and this is what I meant by taking shit personal, I can do the whole, well, that's disrespectful to me. I pay for the car, and I take care of the car, and I wash it, and I clean it, and I want it clean. I mean, I get that. I think there's a valid point there. I don't think that's unfair for me to say that. At the same time, I internalize it and take it personal when the kids, you know, don't keep it clean the way I think it should be clean or whatever. And that's just not fair. It's stupid. So I'm not saying it's stupid to keep it clean. I'm saying it's stupid the way that I respond sometimes and get all bent out of shape about it and start, you know, complaining about it. I mean, it is what is figure it out. You know, I'm going to have to figure out some other way to deal with this. And obviously complaining about it isn't, isn't helping the thing. So, um, in that, I also need to tell someone and let it out before it eats my lunch and I explode. That was really the point I wanted to, to kind of drive home on this. On whatever the, the, the situation is, something that bothers you, something that you're not in control of, something that you think should go a different way, the outcome, the results, the expectations that you had didn't work out. We got to understand that it's so important to talk about these things and let them out and not let them internalize before we blow up and explode. Huge, huge part of that. When they crop up, we ask God to remove them at once and we tell somebody else about it. The next part, then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help, right? Let's get back to selfishness real quick. How many of you uh, used to be into helping people and genuinely serving others? If you're like me, you probably, not many of you, I didn't give two shits about anybody else, really. I was pretty selfish. I can still tend to be selfish at sometimes. I've mentioned this before. I believe that as human beings, we're wired that way. We're selfish people. That's why for me, I have to have a strong connection uh, to God in order to um, help me stay out of selfishness because it's so easy to fall back into it. This isn't going my way. Well, <laughs> get that attitude, right? Well, where's just complaining and, you know, me, 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 me. Doesn't mean we're bad people. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means we're selfish pricks. <laughs> but it's a learned thing to serve others. That's for dang sure. At least it is for me. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't see that a lot growing up. I, and I'm not blaming anybody. I just. It just wasn't a concept that I could grasp until I cut alcohol and drugs out of my life and started having to learn how to live life on life's terms, not on Shane Raymer's terms. And it still continues to be one of my biggest challenges. Like 
And this was one, here's another dumb example that I thought of though, but who wants to help somebody move, right? Moving sucks, especially when it's someone else's crap. Like whether it's family, friends, whatever, hey, we're moving this side and you're like, all right, cool, I'll be out of town that weekend. <laughs> you know, but like, what does it take to be like, hey man, I'll help you move. I'll help you move, but hey, there better be punch and pie. Uh, we were to understand there'd be pie and punch. There isn't any. Oh. <laughs> Will there be punch and pie? Will there be beer and pizza? Will there be sodas and sandwiches? What's in it for me? Sure, I don't want to help you move, but at least, hey, better get me lunch. Right? And I don't think that's much to ask when you're helping someone move. Usually people do do that. They bring lunch or they get you lunch for helping to move. That's kind of a nice gesture thing you should do. But the point I'm getting at is even on something little like that, there still can tend to be, well, what's in it for me? It's not this genuine thing of like, man, I really just want to help you move and help serve you and move all your crap out of your garage and all your stuff. Let's just pick it up from one location and move it all to the other location where you're going to live and you're going to sleep and you're going to cook and you're going to establish your livelihood. Let me help you move all of your shit. Genuinely. How do we get to that? Like where we just genuinely want to serve somebody. We genuinely want to do that. Maybe we really need to find a heart for serving and for enjoying what it is that we do. And, and this is another thing that came up. Like I know, like people say, well, you serve a lot. You do the podcast, right? Yeah, I guess I, it, to me, sometimes it doesn't seem like a form of serving because I love doing it. But I know that I genuinely enjoy serving on the podcast because I love doing it. And because, look, it fulfills one of my needs to create. So at the end of the day, there's still some selfishness involved in even the podcast. Of course. Now, do I give myself grace on that? Of course. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. It's something that I enjoy to do. But I think being aware of it is really just, you know, maybe where it starts and learning this type of stuff, like, man, I'm just wired this way. And it really takes a conscious effort and just showing up and putting in work to kind of try to unravel, you know, some of, some of these uh, neural pathways that are ingrained in my mind that are just set. They're just set in stone. And it takes a ton of work to do that. My throat's a little dry. Let me take a drink. I should probably do some water too, huh? Getting a little scratchy. But how do we, I guess point being, okay, let me, let me get back to this real quick. How do we help a stranger move or push his or her car to the gas station or buy a hungry, hungry dude a meal without needing the punch and pie? I don't need the punch and pie. All right. I'm just, I just want to genuinely show up to serve, to be there, to be a good human being, to play my part. And when I serve others, Man, it usually helps get me out of my own crap. That's the biggest thing. And look, it even comes back to a little bit of selfishness there. I think it's inevitable at any point. Um, I don't know. I continue to learn this stuff and think about it and grow in it too. So, you know, I'd love to hear your take on it. Feel free to shoot us a message, an email, sobriety at that sober guy.com. Go on Instagram at real that sober guy. At the end of the day, Here's how this wraps up on page 84. Love and tolerance of others is our code. Love and tolerance of others is our code. 
And uh, I got to say, man, love is where it's at. That's really something that I've been trying to, to focus on more, live by. If I can just learn to love others, accept others where they're at, love on them where they're at, and then accept others who love me. You know, ex- accept that I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I can be free from selfishness. I can be free from dishonesty. I can be free from resentment and I can be free from some fear, you know, and I say some of those, I don't, I don't know that I'm ever going to be free from all that stuff. I don't know that that's possible. I honestly, I think in the life that we live and, you know, we can attempt at that, that you're talking about full enlightenment there. I don't know that, that I'll ever see that, but I can make my best attempt at it. I can just show up. I can put in the work. I can try. You know, and, and I can try by not trying at the same time and just going with the flow. You know, I can feel God's love. Uh, and, and, and when I can feel that, when I can allow that, it allows me to love others and know that I'm right where I'm supposed to be in that moment. I can enjoy that moment. I don't future trip. I'm not scared. I'm right where I'm supposed to be in that moment. So let me read this one more time. And then we're going to close this thing out. I hope something spoke to you today. If you haven't read page 84 on the bit, well, I'd recommend reading the big book uh, period, but go to eight, page 84. Um, I got another one for you too. And let me just check this really fast here. I love this one. I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast before too. Let me just make sure it is. Yeah. So if you want all the answers, I'm going to give you a very quick shortcut. All right. Very quick shortcut here. If you want all the answers to recovery, to life, to staying sober. If you want to stay sober, all you got to do is turn to page 112 in the big books of Alcoholics Anonymous and read the first three words. Okay. So let me repeat that one more time. You want to know how to stay sober. You want to know how to live a better fruitful life, how to be of service, all that stuff. It's very simple. There's three words. Go to page 112 in the big book and read the first three words on there. And that'll give you all you need. Let's wrap this thing up one more time. Page 84 down three quarters of the way down. It says, this is not an overnight matter. It should continue for a lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly. If we have harmed anyone, then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. Shout out to buddy for recommending that back in the day. It's been one of my go-to, go-to verses, go-to thoughts. Like I said, I keep it on my workbench. It helps keep me somewhat grounded at times. I would encourage you to use that one, pick a different one, keep it around close by. I hope something spoke to you today. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, shout out to Foundations, to Humans Music, to Clean Cause. Um, yeah, share the podcast with a friend too. If you would do that, I would love that. Share it with your community. Let them know it's out there. Check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Connect with us Instagram, at RealThatSoberGuy. On Twitter, at Shane Raymer. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean.